Hey friends, welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. I'm your host, Lauren Jackson, and today's episode is with my new friends, Carl and Kimberly. They both serve on staff on the Next Gen team at Flatirons Church in Colorado. One thing I loved about chatting with Carl and Kimberly is hearing how they work together to communicate one mission and vision from cradle to college. You will love hearing about how they disciple their volunteer teams to then turn around and disciple the kids in their ministries. You will definitely be challenged and encouraged by my conversation with Carl and Kimberly. But before we jump into that conversation, I am so excited to announce our summer intensive program. Our summer intensive is a six week program designed to help you focus on the foundations of kids ministry, grow in confidence as a leader and prepare yourself for the next season of ministry. If you find yourself stumbling into the fall season, the summer intensive is a perfect way to help you set goals, think strategically, and kick off the fall season more organized and with a clear vision in mind. Registration starts today. So head over to kidsministrycircle.com slash cohort to sign up and don't forget spots are limited. So do not wait. Now onto my conversation with Carl and Kimberly. Carl and Kimberly, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Lauren. It's good to be here. All right, why don't we kick it off by having you guys introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, tell us how you got started in kids and family ministry, and then talk to us about where you guys are serving now. So Carl, I'll have you go first. Yeah, hey, so uh, my name's Carl Romas. Uh, I'm the executive uh, pastor over NextGen uh, ministries here at Flatirons Community Church. Uh, in my role, I oversee our uh, staff for our five campuses for everything cradle to college and our young adult, our young adult ministry. Uh, we're also launching a college um, in the fall, uh, Flatirons College, uh, where students can come and get their degrees, and I, I lead that. And then I also uh, lead our church planting initiative. Uh, so really developing developing next generation leaders. Um, in, in really all facets of our church. Um, I've been in the ministry for the past 22 years, 22 years uh, at a bunch of churches across across the country. And um, I got a great, great, great wife named Jen. We've been married for uh, a long time. And then we got two good kiddos, uh, Ruby and Georgia, and a um, golden doodle named Sunday because we are a very spiritual family. We named it our dog. <laughs> That's the best. Sabbath. Uh, I used that joke yesterday in my sermon. So, uh, but yeah, that's, just, that's, a, that's a little little bit about me. That's awesome. Okay, I have a Ruby. Oh, I that name very often. My daughter's name is Ruby. Yeah, that's so yeah. fun. All right, Kimberly, what about you? Well, I am Kimberly Scadam. I'm the lead kids pastor here at Flatirons Church, and um, I oversee all five of our campuses, the kids ministry at each of those campuses. Um, I am a Colorado native. I'm actually a Broomfield native. I've lived in Broomfield my entire life other than going to college. Um, Growing up, I attended a church in Broomfield, and um, it was close enough to our family's home that I could walk. And my cousins and my sister and I would walk to church. And I just have fond memories of going to church and 
being just feeling seen and known. And um, we got really involved in plays and kids choirs and that sort of thing. And so my parents wanted to check it out and see what we were doing. So they ended up coming to church and rededicating their lives to Christ and being part of that church. So I feel like I'm one of those stories of the kids that like love kids ministry and they bring their parents along. So I feel like I'm part of that. Um, and then I just have always loved teaching kids. I, um, as a young high schooler was put in charge of our four-year-old room at our church and taught the four-year-olds there. And then as I was heading off to college, um, a youth pastor, my youth pastor saw something in me and asked if I wanted to be an intern, um, in addition to me going to see you to get my um, teaching degree. So I did that and just have always um, loved um, being part of kids ministry. We have my husband and I have been married for 37 years. We have six kids and eight grandkids. So my goodness. Yeah. So busy family, loved being part of kids ministry as they were growing up, just volunteering. And I feel like I just have seen firsthand the impact that kids ministry has on kids and families. So um, love being part of what's happening at Flatirons and being on staff here. That's awesome. I love that story. What a great story to like start off the podcast episode with of like you growing up in kids ministry and then bringing your kids along. That's like such a sweet reminder to listeners who are hearing this episode and just hopefully it gives them some energy to keep going of like it matters and it's important. So I would love to kind of dive into this topic of next-gen ministry and what you guys already had talked about a little bit of this vision casting from cradle to college. And there's a lot of people who are listening who maybe aren't multi-site or maybe they are, or maybe they're headed that direction, or maybe their youth ministry is just starting out. And so, but they're trying to figure out what does this look like to cast vision for the entire next-gen and all be kind of heading in the same direction, thinking the same thing, and so I would love to hear from your guys' perspective. Now, Flatiron is a, Flatirons is across five campuses and their online presence. And you guys are impacting so many kids and families. But talk to me about the vision behind this cradle to college, this entire next-gen ministry. Yeah, when, uh, when I arrived here on staff um, uh, as part of our executive and leadership team, um, really it, it started from uh, really from the top the top down. Our, our, our lead pastor, uh, Jim Bergen, uh, is, a, is a former youth pastor, 20 something years, uh, led one of the largest youth ministries in the country in the, in the, in the mid nineties. And, um, and that's really what, what hit off our relationship. I wasn't looking for a job. I was consulting and, and speaking full-time and, um, and I was actually, Flatirons was one of my clients and but Jim and I had dinner one evening. And I think just both of our passion for the next generation, specifically young men in this next generation, just kind of like, just popped off this, this, this really awesome connection, just really felt kismet between, between us just really being in line together. And, and really like that's, that's, that's where, that's where we started on this has kind of always been my 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 end goal in terms of how I've structured ministries that I've led or or been part of, um, but really even down to the name of next gen versus family ministry. So like again, being around the block a long time, like I'm family ministry to me always feels super confusing. Even in that mm-hmm. title, I apologize for any of your listeners who are who call it family ministries, um, uh, but really looking at who the target is. So even specifically with that name next gen it makes it really clear who our target is it doesn't uh, isolate parents uh, akimbo will talk about that in a 
later later on, like what it looks like of us servicing and and connect and connect with parents. But really, like how do how do we support this next this next generation, whether they are uh, littles in kid ministry or or uh, you know Gen Gen Xers in in our in our high school or, or college ministry. But really, the 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 vision for me really lines down comes down to really one thing. Uh, um, looking at Matthew 28, where Jesus talks about uh, going to the disciples and making, going to the world and making disciples. But mm-hmm. uh, really, my heartbeat in ministry is uh, helping create disciples who create disciples. Um, and and wherever our kiddos are on that on that span, it's it's are we putting the giving them the giving them the tools and the pieces, and then equipping their parents and leaders alike to help them become disciple makers, uh, taking yeah. really away away that kind of consumer the consumer mindset, and really this long term development this long term development plan that really was uh, modeled modeled best by modeled best by Jesus. So I, I talk a lot about doing ministry street knee to knee and eye to eye and that's really what discipleship looks like so um whether it's with a group of four-year-olds like like kimbo had when she was a uh, a junior in high school uh or or if it's leading leading a high, a high school ministry or, or or a college ministry so having that shared vision across all of our of across all of our ministries and, and all across our campuses just have helps us have a synergy in terms of pointed direction. Uh, you know, early early on, you know, Reggie Joyner brought that really point really clear with Orange of like eliminating silo ministries. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is just another step and an iteration into that of not having not, not having silo ministries. And we're constantly thinking, hey, how are we doing this the best for the entire family? And then setting up the parents as the guide. Uh, you know, you know the old adage, we only get kids a handful of hours in a, in a year. But then we we give the tools to the to the family to be able to set set them up well to disciple their kids and help their kids become become disciple makers. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Talk to me about practical ways to allow this vision and mission come to life. Does that mean that you guys are all doing the same curriculum? Does that mean you guys have a shared foundational values? Like, what does that look like? How does how does language come into play when it comes to kind of giving this cradle to college vision some action steps behind it. Yeah, I'll I'll kind of give the big picture and then Kimbo can talk about what it looks like in kids specifically. Um mm-hmm. but so yeah, I so one of the things I talk about with our teams are is consistent is constants across all our ministries. So we we we've we've created documents that we've stolen a lot of pieces from, but you know, different different stuff like that. Like if you're not stealing, you're not trying. Uh but like <laughs> Uh, and we've created like really what are our constants across all of our campuses. And, and it's, it's really a list of things that we talk about. Hey, some of these are fixed things. Um, some of these are, are free things. Um, and uh, I'm missing the last F, fixed, free. And uh, what's the flex. other one? Uh, what is it? Flex. flex. There it is. Flex. Yeah. Fixed, flick, fixed, flex, and free. So uh, some things that are fixed are, um, you know, how we hire, uh, who who we hire. Some things that are that are flex is what that hiring process might look like. Uh, but curriculum, camp, those those are things that are that are fixed. But then mm-hmm. you get to the free part of like, hey, if you want to do bongo bongo or dive in for beach balls at one of your events, like I don't care what you do, like that's 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 that that's where you, that's where you're allowed some freedom so creating some of that documentation of like and having that discussion like hey what are what are the non-negotiables what are the things that we do what are the things that we that we don't do i think the the moment you kind of establish those 
those those boundaries and those fences, it kind of helps everybody to play a little bit more free, more freely in the in the space that they have. Um, and then in kids ministry, uh, Kim can like talk about what that kind of what how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in kids ministry, we do have um, across all of our campuses, we do use the same curriculum. We're using orange. And um, so that's something that we're doing across all campuses. I would say um, what really now we're doing orange. Right. Yeah. Right now we're doing orange. (laughs) Yes. Oh boy. We won't go into that. (laughs) I love too much. (laughs) <laughs> yes, for now we are doing orange, but um, anyway, you know, we just hired a new resource coordinator and she's done a great job resourcing campuses. So that's another thing that we do is we try to resource campuses with all of their materials just to make it easier for the kids instructors at the campus so that they can spend time more with leaders and families and caring um, for, for people that way. Um, but I think the main thing is we just try to remove obstacles from the time people pull up in the parking lot till they get you know, back in kids space, you know, everything that we do is really intentional is trying to remove obstacles. So it's really smooth for parents to get parked, get checked in, get back to kids spaces. And then when they get in the kids rooms, we just really try to create environments that the kids really love and parents trust at all of our campuses. And so I think that's, um, you know, one of the goals um, back in kids ministry is we just want kids to know that they're loved and seen and get to share Jesus with them. And so we have some other campus constants, like the way that we onboard leaders. And that's another thing that we've just really worked on really hard with next gen is we Mm -hmm. onboard all of our leaders the same way. And that's a new process that's been put in place just really since October. So we're onboarding. And that's all of next gen. So when you all say next gen, you mean kids, students, young adults, they're all onboarded the same way. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that that's, way, that's if awesome. somebody serves in kids and wants to move to students, they've already been onboarded and vetted. And again, what Carl said about discipling, um, we really want our leaders to be disciplers, that they're discipling our kids. And so we're really, we really take it seriously who's in our rooms and who's learning, leading small groups. And we're um, also moving towards a lead small model, which is something that um, I know it's going to take some time, but we're hoping within the next year that we'll have that lead small model in place. And we're really encouraging. We have amazing leaders and we're, I just did an info meeting yesterday and had 26 people that are excited about serving in kids ministry. I know that's That's the most I've had in like the last year. So anyway, really excited about that, but we, you know, want to train and equip them really well so that they can disciple kids back in kids spaces. Yeah. Okay. My first question kind of coming off of that is what does training your volunteers, and this could be in kids ministry or across next gen, what is training them to be a discipler look like? What are some steps that you take to make sure that they know what they're talking about, like theologically or know what to do to disciple their kids in their small groups? Well, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm uh, uh, I'm laughing because of something some something else. But anyways, uh, <laughs> along these lines that I'm not going to say on this podcast. But um, I think really it's establishing first like the condition of the spiritual, emotional, and mental condition of the uh, the adult that we're asking to step into that space. You know, there was there was a there was a time and. In, in, in kids in kids ministry and I was I was a kids pastor for seven years um so like I have a real like I make Kimberly's job a nightmare because I'm like I love doing kids ministry you know what I mean? yeah and and now I now I have to do boring executive stuff but um <laughs> but 
though I love that stuff too. But uh, really, really the thought, the thought for us is like, how do we help every adult be the healthiest follower of Jesus Christ as possible? Like, and so, so we, we really lean into that. We really, really lean into that. It's not this thing of like, Hey, I'm looking for, for, um, you know, just, just a pulse. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's just not our thing. Like I'll say this pretty often is serving, serving kids, serving kids and students is a privilege, not a right. Um, so it's like, we really do hold a very, very high standard for those that, that we ask to lead because in that leading you're discipling young men and young women. Um, so we have a pretty exhaustive interview process. Um, probably some people would say it's over the top, but like, again, uh, Spiritual, spiritual health is so important to me, uh, but then also safety of our kids is super important to me. So, like, we do a really intense safety safety uh, training. It's not just like a whole thing of like, hey, just read this mandated reporting thing. We we just set a we set a really high bar. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what we see out of that is is really really good good fruit because people know that we're really serious about what we do uh we we make all of our leaders sign uh, a leader agreement um and that leader agreement is all is really a, a moment to pastor our people one of the things that's unique about about flat irons is um you know the mission of our church is to bring the awesome life of christ to people in a lost and broken world and every church says this and i've, I've worked at all of them um we really go after different people. We go after people who don't fit in at other churches um, mm-hmm. that have a lot of baggage, that have a lot of brokenness and are being honest about it. And I think that's one of the things that makes our church so beautiful. Um, but it also means like we get, we get folks who are a million miles from Jesus and yeah. they're on fire for Jesus. And they're like, Hey, can I come serve? And it's like, no, you just got off heroin last week. Let's take this one step at a time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but 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 it offers us an opportunity because the bar is so high to pastor them and say, hey, this is I think this is where you're at right now. So how do we help you take a next step in your walk with Jesus? How do we help you take that a next step after that and a next step after that? So really, the the vision the vision starts there, where it's like we care about the people serving our kiddos. And we care about them individually and then collectively of what they get to do. We talk about this all the time. Our senior pastor says this. It's really about what we want for you, not what we want from you. Um, mm-hmm. So when our staff is leading with that, leading with that mindset, they're not just people filling in slots on a Sunday, on yep. a Sunday morning. These are people, these are people that we know and and we're we're doing we're we're doing life with them. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that so much. And that can be really scary sometimes for kids ministry leaders to put up those benchmarks for serving because they're like, I'm not going to have anybody to serve. But I think when you hit those, like, I'm so curious, like maybe we'll have you on the podcast after you implement the lead small, because that's a huge part of getting consistent faces in the classroom. And like obviously when you have people serving consistently every week, then you don't need as many on your roster and then you get a higher caliber of volunteers in general. And so sometimes implementing those barriers can be really intimidating for leaders, but I do think you get so much fruit out of it because your classrooms are most of the time thriving in a way that you never really anticipated or could expect. And so I love that of that's like a challenge of like, no, you can set those boundaries. You can set high expectations. Something that I say a lot to kids ministry leaders is when you ask more of their volunteer of your volunteers, they're more like most of them will step up and say, sure, I'm, 
sure, I'll serve a couple more times a month. Like, absolutely. And all you had to do is just ask and cast some vision behind it. The thing, the thing that I would remind, that I try to remind, and this is like, because we had a very different system before I showed up here. Um, and uh, one of the things I talked to Kim, Kim, Kimberly about, uh, if I say Kim, Kimbo, that's that's Kimberly. We would just call her Kimbo yes. too. So, like yep. uh, one of the, one of the things I talked to uh, Kimberly about, I said, and and she understood this as an educator, you know, having a ba- background in education. It's like, hey, we wouldn't send our kids to a school where their teacher changes every day. We would never yeah. do that. If you're a parent, you would never in a million years, Lauren, you wouldn't send Ruby to a school where it's like she's a different teacher every day. Uh, and and we have a, like a pretty minimal expectation that that's what happens in the, in our schools. And then we go, hey, any Joe Schmo can come in here and you don't have to show back up for another month or every third week. And then we know what church rates are now that kids are probably only showing up 1.3, 1.5 times a, a month anyway. So it's like, how do we allow that consistency just to be there? So, and, and then the other part for me is like, we have people in our churches and it doesn't matter what church you are. Like we're a really, really large church. All right. And sometimes it gets a knock because it's like, oh, you must have people coming out of your ears. No, like the same struggle. We face the same struggle. Yeah. And most teams face the same struggle as, as the church at the church down the street with a couple hundred people. But there are really high capacity leaders in every church around the country. And these people have really high capacity jobs. And then we, they come to ministry, our ministries, and we ask them to do low capacity things. And and we ask for a low a low level of entry where nowhere else in their life are they operating in in that. Again, we we're really big about men. I think one of the greatest things that Kimberly has done across all of our campuses. You walk into all of our rooms, there are dudes in all of our rooms, like doing toddler classes and holding babies. And these are high capacity leaders in their nine to five in their marketplace jobs. So when we when they come here, we make the 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 bar high, and they. It's not even that they're rising to it. They're like, oh, this is where the rest of my life is at. So yeah. of course I expect, I expect that. And I think a mistake a lot of kids workers, student workers, uh, next gen workers do is like we bring that bar low and then we get exactly what we're set up to get. And then we're confused. Like, why is it like this? And it's like, well, that's how you set this whole thing up. You set this whole thing up from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say what you were talking about asking leaders to serve every week. Um, I, Carl and I had a conversation. It was probably like right after Carl came on staff about asking our leaders to serve every week. And I know my eyes got huge and I was like, there's no way we've been doing this biweekly thing for a long time, but we've started asking leaders and they really do want to serve um, consistently. And they love being, you know, there every week and getting to know the kids. And so I think it is casting that vision. We have some leaders that just can't serve every week and that's okay. Mm-hmm. The lead small model will just buddy them up with another leader that can only serve every other week and make them kind of one person. But um I've been really surprised at just making that ask and casting the vision how people have responded. So that's awesome. That's so fun. I love that. Okay. I would love to go back to kids ministry and talk more about parents because I feel like sometimes we cast this vision for from cradle to college or the next gen vision. And there are kind of those pivotal moments throughout parenting where it gives ministry leaders an opportunity to weave this back into kind of their brain and help them think about like playing the long view in parenting. And so I would love to know how takes this vision and really partners with parents to be those primary disciplers, to think about the vision, which is cradle to college. So how do you guys partner with parents in this vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of things. One thing that we've 
done just probably the last year, year and a half is done parenting seminars quarterly. And we've had really good response from them. We do kind of hot, some hot topics, some just general parenting that we did um, kind of a technology and like the kind of safety around technology um, seminar. So those are some things we also just celebrate milestones with parents and just recognize that they're um, that primary discipler in their kid's life. And so um, baby dedication would be one where we, they come and we recognize that we, um, you know, they dedicate their baby. They have people there that are going to stand and take a pledge to support them through that journey. Um, baptism is another one. We um, just had baptisms at Easter and we did a baptism class before um, for parents and kids to come just to equip parents and make sure that kids understood what baptism is about. And um, our elementary director actually baptized, I think, four or five kids from his room, like, along with the parents. The parents asked him to be part of their baptism. So that oh, was really so cool. sweet. Yeah, they were really cool. Yeah, last year... Last year, we also, we had a parent conference. So we, you know, we dedicated a, a full two days. Uh, we we bought in, doc, we brought in Dr. Preston Sprinkles, uh, uh, Dr. Chinway Williams. Like, so just like, we were like, hey, we're going to set parents up really, really well and, and give them tools. Then we did a, on, an online version of it at the end of last, at the end of last year, uh, an online version uh, where we had just tons of resources. So it's constantly just putting resources in the hands of parents and kind of like the folks who are listening to this podcast. It's like, we want to put like really practical stuff. Like we, everybody likes to keep it, you know, in, in the ether and and kind of like these big, you know, these big awesome ideas. But, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a parent, you know, you're a parent, Lauren, uh, Kimbo's a parent. And it's like, no, I need help today. So that's mm-hmm. what that's what we're constantly thinking through with our parents. And then too, again, I just gotta give a, a kudos to our, our lead pastor. Like we talk to the we talk to parents from the stage, I would say every other week. Very, very specifically. Like we just make it really clear that they are the primary discipler in the life of their kids. Like that's 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 just that's just something that you hear really from a top down. Uh and and that's that's part of Jim's heart. That's part of uh, Jesse's heart. Part of part of our entire leadership team's heart. It's like we're not the big answer. I think oftentimes people can show up to church and they go, "Okay, you you fix them. You take you take care of it." But we really do. Kimberly's teams do such a good job of in a in a graceful way turning that around and going. No, no, no. What we do is supplementing to what you do, but you probably don't feel equipped to do what you do. So here's how we're going to equip you with real life practical things. So those seminars that Kim's team has put together are, are humongous. They're huge because it's like, and we, we're always shocked with how many people show up because uh, mm-hmm. it's a pain point. So we, and, and that's what we just try to do. We don't try to address like these, again, like these big philosophical things. We, Kim's team aims at, aims at pain points. And it's like, yeah. that's where, that's where I'm struggling. That's where I, that's where I need help. And we're, and we're seeing really great, great fruit from that. Yeah. That's awesome. What does success look like when you are, an, when you are analyzing, okay, we're giving this to parents, we're doing this parent conference. How do you then come back and say, is it working? Are these parents actually discipling their kids at home? How, what does that follow-up look like to one, make sure, like if you're discipling your parents and if you're having discipleship relationships with the adults, how do you know if they're discipling their kids at home? What does that look like? Yeah, I'll take a swig at it. Here's what I would, tell, what I would say to folks and really for your listeners is it's like being a parent, okay? Uh you don't know 
what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to set, if you're a new youth worker or a new kids worker, I don't want to set you up with some like false, uh, some false idea. You don't know. You yeah. don't know if it works the same way. Like I would, pr- I pray to the Lord that my two daughters grow up to love Jesus and 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 live these fruitful lives, live these fruitful lives in the kingdom. But I don't know where they're going to end up. All I can do is really give them the tools, the tools, and then I'm going to pray that God really does meet them, that the Spirit of God really meets them. And I think as as as, as ministry workers, that's got to be the thing. It's like I, I I set up these really clear tools, and then I'm really uh, humbled in my posture before the Lord and say, Hey, Hey, Jesus, like, this is a work that a work that only you can do. Um, now that's for all the crap charismatics. Now let me hit like the, the pragmatic people who are listening pragmatically. I, I would say this. It's like, if a family is attending more often and there's, there's ways to know that, like particularly with kids checking, you can tell how often a family is attending church. Um, I would jump into your database or have your, whoever is in charge of the money at your church. And I would see, is this family giving consistently? Because mm-hmm. those really, and then I'd say, are the parents involved in a small group? Those three like metric metric kind of things, they tell you about consistency. They tell you about conviction and buy-in and ownership. And, and, they, t- and they tell you, are they really on mission with what, with what, with what your organization is doing? Cause I yeah. get, I get to things that I give to things that I care about. I show up to things um, that I, that I care about. So, so now I can really tell from a really pragmatic standpoint, okay, the, the Jackson family, as far as it looks on paper are all in. So mm-hmm. if they're all in, I'm going to make some assumptions that they are doing these, the, they are doing these things, but ultimately yeah. I don't know what goes on in your house. I don't know what goes on. Right. Kimbo's house. So, so we just got to do our best as, 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 as the youth workers and the kids workers to set families up really, really well, and then pray the heck out of it. And, 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 and really, and really hope that the spirit of God does what, what it does. I don't know. What would you add on to that Kimbo? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a hard question because it isn't, it's not real measurable. I think that's actually for me, one of the hard things is that sometimes you don't get to see the fruit of what, you know, of your ministry. And I think that it is just, um, yeah, doing, doing the ministry, doing what God's called you to do, and then just praying and trusting that God's gonna, um, you know, use it and that, those kids are going to grow. I think stories too are helpful for me. Like I, we mm-hmm. hear you know, families tell stories about what their kids have learned and the impact the kids ministry is having on their lives. Um, I have a student that's in our student ministry and um, his small group leader, like I, the stories that he tells and my daughter tells about his small group leader and the investment that he's put in those to me are, you know, like I, I, those are measurables for me that that small group leader has had a huge impact on my grandson's life. And we have small group leaders all across kids ministry and student ministry that are doing that. So I think I just have hope in knowing that I hear these few stories and I'm praying that it's multiplied across our ministries. Yep. That's awesome. I love that. And uh, stories are such a great way because then you get to turn around and share that story Mm -hmm. and like that could impact somebody else's life. Stories just have such a long and crazy shelf life that you could be telling stories for years and years and years. And that's just the goodness of God's big story. I guess you could Mm -hmm. say that, uh, to like make it really church cheesy. Okay. So before we ask our last question that we always ask on the podcast, I want to know your summer programs. I did some website digging. Your summer programs look so fun. So give us a brief overview on your 
plans for summer 2023? How are you guys investing in your kids this summer? Yeah, so our summer program is called Seize the Summer. And historically, we haven't done a lot in the summer. And we just, you know, realized that this is the six weeks, eight weeks, like between when kids get out of school and go back to school, that we really need to take those eight weeks to as opportunities to connect in ways that we don't normally connect. So for kids ministry, all the kids ministries at all campuses are doing some summer like off-site events during the week um, that are kind of smaller um, events for kids and families can connect just in a different way than they would normally on a Sunday. So Lafayette, I'll put a plug in for Lafayette if people are in Lafayette and want to come. Um, June 22nd, we're doing a family day or a family dessert um, night at the park in Broomfield, Broomfield Commons Park. They can find that on the website. But anyway, all of our campuses um, are doing something different. Um, they're Like Carl said, that's kind of the um, free thing that they chose what worked best for their community and um, for their kids and families. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love and we that. try not to we try not to over-program it because really it's like you want it, you want it to be approachable for families and it mm-hmm. just an easy, an easy connection. Um and, and Kimberly's teams have done just such an awesome job like thinking through what works, what works in their community, what are the, what do people want to do? You know, and then we gave out tons of resources of just here's other stuff that's going on. Like again, wherever the church can be a resource to people. So even if you're not coming to us. Hey, this is what's being offered at the Denver Children's Museum, or these are great, these are great uh, trails to go hike, just different stuff like that, where you're setting yourself up to parents as a place where they can come and get resources. You're setting yeah. yourself up to kids as a place where they know where they know Jesus Jesus is gonna be fun. So I think thinking through that has really helped our team kind of pivot to um to to looking at a different way to engage with our folks. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe we'll come by. We're so close. Come on, come by. Uh, Okay. So the last question we always ask is if you were talking to someone brand new in kids ministry, what would be your words of encouragement or advice? Hmm. Yeah, I would say it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before that you don't always get to see the fruit of what you're doing. And I think I just am reminded, especially like for our early childhood team, really all of kids ministry, that what they're doing back in kids ministry is allowing parents to go to the auditorium and hear that that life-changing message and become equipped to be able to disciple their kids and um, be that primary discipler. So I think it's just remembering that you're not always going to see that, but what's happening in the auditorium and that that couldn't happen without kids ministry and that changes the home. So just to be encouraged in that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, would, I would, you know, I would always give the same advice. I would tell uh, a, new youth, a new kids or youth worker, I'd say, uh, stay, stay, mm. be rooted where you're planted. Uh, it is easy to go take another job across town for another $2,000 or another $5,000. But what you're going to get from staying, I think Kimberly's a great product of this, of what consistency over a long time looks like. You, you help to build a, a security in kids, in families. They know that you're going to be there, that you're going to show up. And, and ministry is hard. Ministry is really, really hard. And ministry has always been hard. But it's about staying. I think some resilience in this next group of leaders that are coming up into ministry, the resilience to, 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 to be there for the, to be there for the long haul. And the long haul is not three to five years. 
That's not the that's not the long haul. The long haul is, hey, I'm gonna be here for 10 to 15 years. Uh yep. the beautiful yep. thing is when your kids and your kids' ministry, like it is for me now, who are getting married and having their own kids. Like you wanna be around long enough to see that kind of to see that kind of stuff. So so I tell every every kids, young kids worker, just stay. It like through the through the bad seasons, through the good seasons, it's it's just about it's just about that consistency. And, and then I advise them too. I advise them if you don't want to stay, come here and work for us. Because Kimberly, <laughs> uh, Kimberly is actually looking for a kids director at one of our camp at one of our campuses, and we are a fun staff. We are an amazing church. God is on the move. And if you're not going to stay and take my advice, at least come here, and then you could stay here for a really, really long time. But seriously, jump on flatironschurch.com and <laughs> under careers and come work with us because uh, your boss in Kimberly's garden will be an awesome boss to have. <laughs> That's the best. Stay, but if you don't stay, we come here. Come here. That's yeah, the best. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, thanks, you guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. If people want to ask more questions more about Flatirons, potentially apply for that job, at one of your campuses, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Are you guys on social media? Are you guys a good follow on Instagram? Are you guys, you guys have a good email? What does it look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are the, the most unchecked savvy people you've ever talked to in your entire life. Uh, yeah. Does Flatirons have an Instagram? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we have an awesome Instagram. So you catch us on Flatirons Church uh, on our Instagram, flatironschurch.com uh, is our is our website. I'm not on I'm not on social media uh, anymore. Uh, Kimbo's not on Kimbo's not on social media. But yeah, connecting with us through there. And then uh, my my email is on our church is on our church website. Like, feel free to to shoot me shoot me a, an email, and then I'll forward it directly to Kimberly and she can actually give you the answer. Uh, but yeah, however, however we can be of service. And if, if, if some of your listeners are here in the, in the Denver, in the Denver area, uh, we, we, we love having uh, other church staffs and folks come in and, and hang with us. So yeah, we, we'd even love to grab coffee yeah. or whatever. How yeah. fun. That's so great. Well, thanks you guys. I so appreciate you spending your afternoon with me chatting about next gen. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Lord. I appreciate you. Friends, that was such a great conversation. They both shared so much wisdom and so many practical tips on onboarding volunteers, discipleship for both volunteers and kids, and partnering with parents. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the resources mentioned and to learn more about some ways to connect with Carl and Kimberly and their next gen team. As always, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow Kids Ministry Circle on Instagram and Facebook at Kids Ministry Circle. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.